G'day punters, welcome back to another Black Bookers podcast here where we're going to go through racing around the country on the 13th of February. We had a couple of great results on the weekend there for the Hogs Mail followers. Uh, Runaway uh, saluted at, you could get nearly $60 on Betfair BSP, so a great result there each way. Had a cheeky little play on it. Um, and we also, another black booker, Inglorious Ruby up in Queensland, a two-year-old, got a nice running transit and was able to get the job done. Uh, the night previously on Friday night at Canterbury, Lancaster Bomber wasn't any huge odds, but was another recent winner there. So good to see a few winners coming through and another massive uh, one at odds. We have one up in Perth a few weeks back, Stable Secret, that saluted at around 50s as well. So it's been a couple that saluted some nice odds. For those that haven't seen on Twitter, I posted a video um, on Sunday on moving to a subscription based model. Um, you know, I've put in a lot of time. Um, and now trying to balance full-time work, you know, out of COVID now. Um, just looking for a bit of reward for effort for the amount of time uh, put in. I've also racked up a few expenses there with things like the Jump Out Vision, which I've been able to find a few winners from. So hopefully a few people see the value um, in subscribing. I'm doing a special foundation membership offer. It will only be 20 bucks and guaranteed for a lifetime, 20 bucks a month, that is. Um, and that's a guaranteed to lock in that price for a lifetime if you don't cancel. Um, so hopefully over the next two weeks, a few people sign up um, so that won't be public, publicly posting that on my Hoax Mail account or make a special member account for those that are keen so head to hoagsmail.com.au um, for those that want to join the riot but let's get into this black bookers i still will be running these podcasts um, to give people a bit of an idea of my thoughts on the races and sort of review what is done um, so we're kicking off things at flemington um, in race one the young will price got taught a bit of a lesson there on silent sovereign Jamie Carr was able to just put him back into a pocket there at the 300-metre mark. Um, Silent Sovereign had to wait, ease around heels, and ran the fastest last 200 metres of the race, hitting the line well. This horse won first up and looked certainly on track for longer trips. So certainly um, keen to follow that horse going forward as it gets over some ground. In race two, ingratiating was a real professional win, um, had the blinkers on first time and did everything right. Obviously, if they back up and go to the diamond, you're not sure it has that sort of turn of foot to match it with a horse like Enthar, but if it draws a nice barrier, it can certainly be finishing in the placings. Um, and then Gimme Par out of that race in race two also hit the line quite nicely. The sectionals home were nothing special out of the race for the day, so not getting overly carried away there. A few people straight after the race were quite excited, but the sectionals, um, when you compare them to the rest of the day, um, was nothing to jump and scream about there in race two. In race three, regards Marie just had an absolute super prep, and it'll be interesting to see if it can step up to the stronger races next time it's in. Um, but out of this race, I think there's certainly a few that I'd be happy to follow. Buffalo River jumped out in a really nice manner prior to Saturday, and it's usually a poor horse at the jump out, so it was great to see it 
nice and brave up on speed only run down late there by regards Marie so it can certainly be in amongst the winners over its next couple of starts Muhammad Diaz uh, finished second last but actually ran home in some really fast splits there over the last 200 meters um, so it certainly hit the line well um, it's going to be much better over a bit longer and actually has quite a good second up record there with six starts, three wins and a second. So it's likely probably going to go to the mile next start. Um, it can certainly give that race a shake. And then also out of that race, I thought Irish Flame um, ended last prep in flying form and ran a real honest race over the 1,400 metres um, coming off a spell. So it's another one. As it steps up in some ground, it's a horse that certainly loves some cutting the ground. And as we're sort of leaving the summer and entering sort of that autumn period, it could certainly strike a few suitable races going forward. Moving on to race four, where we saw Runaway get the job done, which was great to see with the blinkers back on. Didn't quite go to plan. It was a bit slow away and ended up back last, but... It did show in a jump out prior to race day on Saturday that it did have a nice turn of foot there in the jump out and certainly showed that on race day, which was great to see. Um, if you're on war critic in this race, it was an absolute horror watch. Feel sorry for you. It was just in the, the box seat, got held up um, around the 150 mark, was sort of working between a gap and then got severely checked as horses laid in on it. So it was a massive forgive run there um, so certainly ignore that one in the form guide punters and good idea it was stepping up from 1400 meters to 2000 meters and certainly didn't shirk it um, it was up on speed um, sort of got a bit of a second wind through the line and was working past the post quite well so with that run under the belt now I think he can certainly be ready to fire as well over the next couple of weeks there in race six High and dry, um, has now had six runs this prep, so I'm not sure if they keep going, but to, on Saturday it was a huge effort sitting three wide, no cover the whole trip. Um, was beaten just over a length by Skyman, so if they do push on maybe for one more, it's certainly a horse that has raced really consistently throughout the prep um, and is certainly worthy of another chance after that tough run there. In race seven, um, was sort of one of the feature races there um, with all the, the young boys going around. We saw Tagaloa get the job done. They were able to put him up on speed. Um, and, you know, when he hits that flat spot, it's certainly not as noticeable when he's up there grinding away, making the others work. So it was a good, tough win. Um, Mwonga hit a little bit of a flat spot in the straight, but it ran the fastest um, last 200 metres there of the race. So it was certainly hitting the line nicely and will be suited by the step up to the Australian Guineas likely next start. Um, Cherry Tortoni sprinted really well from the 400 metres to the 200 metres. It actually ran the race faster split. Um, and then just looked to peak on its effort, and that's when Moonga picked up again and got past it. So it maybe just peaked on condition a little bit, so we'll certainly improve with that run under the belt. Um, Dom to shoot was slow out, ended up near last and came widest in the straight and worked home well. Um, and Asar was just his honest self there up on speed. 
So those top five all ran really well, and they're all probably going to head to the Australian Guineas next start. So very hard to split them. They all had merit in each of their runs. So that's going to be, you know, quite a tough open race. A lot will depend on sort of barriers and where they sort of land from the draw, um, but find it really hard to split those key runners there. Sort of forgive run out of the race was here to shock. It pulled up with a slow recovery in mucus post-race. So it was a little bit of forgive. I know it was well fancied there, um, coming off easier uh, grade, but there was certainly a number kicking up for it, and the trainer has certainly got a big spruik on it. But great race, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it all turns out come the Australian Guineas there. In race eight was the big sprint there, the Black Caviar Sprint. Um, and Nature Strip was back to his best, absolute beast mode there, and, and was too good. Uh, September run, obviously the huge flashing light that everyone's talking about, ran the fastest last 400 metres of the meeting. Um, it will be very suited by the new market trip next start, increasing there up to 1,200 metres. Um, there were a few questioning these Philly September run and swats that, but they certainly... Um, you know, didn't shirk it. They ran right up to the race. You know, Swats that was holding off Big Bivouac there, who was very well fancied. So both of them, September run and Swats that, um, credit to those fillies there. Um, should be a great race there, the new market in a couple of weeks. Um, talking about forgive runs, Elite Street, um, it pulled up with the exercise induced uh, bleed so it's certainly a bit of a give there um, the WA horse in race eight in race nine sort of was a bit of a sickening finish to the day with I'm telling you running over the top of Zakat and my best bet for the day Laverod um, you know Laverod just looked to be traveling so sweetly there at the 400 meter mark the jockey took a big look inside and and looked confident but those other two were just too strong in the end the cat just wanted to lay in um, that last 200 metres. So probably didn't fully appreciate the straight. Um, if they go down the straight again, they might, might want to put some headgear on or something there. But, you know, happy just to watch them go around next start. No real key ones to follow there in race nine. So main ones to follow, certainly easier, uh, sorry, earlier in the day there, um, a few going forward over the autumn carnival. Moving on to Sydney, um, it's also heating up there with some nice horses returning. Um, in race two, we saw another two-year-old stay inside with an impressive win there. It's shortened for the slipper. You know, Jay Mack on board was, was very impressed, shaking his head through the line as it won quite comfortably. And, you know, winning in that soft ground is key there for the two-year-olds, particularly over that Sydney-Auton period. But there is one in this race um, who I didn't mind its previous start also hitting the line, and that's Giannis. Um, has run well now in two starts from back in the field, sort of hitting the line strongly. It's got a nice big long stride on him and certainly looks to be suited by you know those longer two-year-old trips. Just was having a look at Sportsbed and a few other of those corps that's got up at early size market and you know, he's $101, $26 to play. So, you know, if you're keen to play in the futures, there's certainly no guarantee, you know, they're going to get there, particularly as two-year-olds. But 
you know, I've seen worse $100 futures bets, that's for sure. So I've had a little uh, nibble at that each way there, punters. Also in that race, Villanello hit the line really hard late. It had no luck there and struck some interference. Obviously, they were no match for the winner staying side, um, but they certainly did hit the line well there behind. In race four, one that I'm keen to take out of this race was Tricky Gal. It was a great effort. It raced three wide, no cover the whole trip there. Um, the horse actually jumped quite well out of the barriers, but was just snipped back to try and find some cover. But there was just no tempo in the race, and the horse never got in. Um, Taylor was just able to dictate out in front and kicked away. It was too hard to run down, but Tricky Gal was certainly brave, only beaten the 0.4 length. So that run should certainly bring the horse on and it should be good to go there second up. In race six, we saw Mars Crusader show his best form today, sprinting away. Um, but I thought Southern Lad, he's been just been super consistent all prep, not beaten more than two lengths in each of his runs if he hasn't won. Um, he's raced well on good tracks and wet tracks and just looks close to a win. So certainly keen. I think he's had a few runs now, but you know, if he goes around again, gets a nice map there to dictate out in front, um, he can certainly capable of, of winning a race, Southern Lad. In race seven was the feature race there, and Colette is just an elite wet tracker. You know, now it's won every start on soft or heavy ground. So if there's any rain around, um, you've got to just boost this horse's chances. Um, but in second, Colding, you know, he's struck two soft seven tracks now to kick off this prep. Um, he's a horse that's certainly better on top of the ground. Um, so next start, if they strike a good track, he's got a good third up record, five starts, two wins, two thirds. Um, he can certainly be winning if he just gets that bit of a firmer ground there because um, that's where he races best. Some of the other classier types who resumed, very elegant, hit the line super. You know, it's a Melbourne Cup horse over 1,400 metres and did a great job. And then Mugatu was sneaked back to last, uh, but he also hit the line really well. So certainly no knocks on those horses going forward to some of the, the bigger races over the autumn. And then in the final race there at Randwick, every rose was just a super effort there, up on speed, leading all the way. Didn't see many horses do that on the day. Certainly isn't easy. He just kept going and fought on well. Um, it was only first up, so it returned super. And then out of that race, I really liked Eliza Beale. Um, sat wide, no cover the whole trip, kept working to the sign really soundly in the straight, was only beaten 1.6 lengths. Um, I think it was certainly improved with the run under the belt and has got a better record on good track. So it's another, if it strikes a bit of a firmer footing, next start we can certainly see some further improvement with this horse as well. Uh, Never Talk is another horse like Colette, just an elite wet tracker. I was sort of waiting for it to hit sort of the heavy before sending it out as a play, but it still ran super there on a soft seven and showed it doesn't just need it to be an absolute bog. Um, it's got some great wins there on heavy track. So it's another one there, punters, to, to throw in your black book. It ran a few weeks ago and absolutely bolted in on a heavy ground. So that sort of sums up the two sort of 
main uh, feature meetings there at Flemington and Randwick. Um, looking a bit out wide at some of the other tracks um, on Saturday at Morfittville, a horse in race seven, Maybe Fate, was coming into the race Saturday off back-to-back wins. Um, drew wide and just had no luck. It was, you know, four wide, no cover at some points. And on cornering, got pushed out six wide. Um, but it still had the audacity. It hit the line really strongly there. Um, only beaten 0.5 lengths. It looks like a horse that's racing in really great form. In race eight, call me Curtis. Um, got into a nice trailing position there. Um, out in uh, with you know the horses out in front setting a hot speed um, and in the straight the winner just wanted to lay in on this horse call me Curtis and therefore the, that jockey had to sort of ease around heels and wait for the winner to go um, and then once call me Curtis balanced up the last hundred meters it was only under hands and heels but hit the line nicely only beaten a length so this horse is capable of measuring up to stronger grade than this two going back through its form so I'll be keen to see where it is placed next. And then one more out of the Adelaide card I'll be happy to follow is Lara Chasey. It was a previous black booker and play on Saturday, but it just had no luck there from the very start. It's usually horse up on speed, um, but it jumped very awkwardly. I don't know, maybe possibly got squeezed out at the start there. It ended up back last. Um, it had to make a wide, sustained run and, and worked okay to the line. So it's certainly a forgive run there after it blundered the start and with some even luck out of the gates, next start, back up in a front-running position, it can certainly perform better than that. In Doomden, race one, Chico Milagro. Um, it blew the start and ended up a few lengths last. Um, usually this is a horse that races up near the pace um, and due to that missing the start had to make it an early three wide no cover run, run into the race and in the straight just kept working strongly to the line to run into third. Um, the leader was able to lead and kick away so had no chance of running down that horse. Um, so certainly can run a better race next start. This horse if he jumps cleanly, got a good second up record there. Two starts, a win in a second. So Chico Milagro. And then one more out of the Doomed and card was in race nine, Elixir. Um, it was certainly no match for Garibaldi. Garibaldi was way too good. But this horse was wide, no cover the trip. Kept on working soundly to the line, just missing the placings. Probably keen for them to maybe drop back a level. Um, so I'll be hoping to see them not try and race. Um, in the similar grade that it did on the weekend, maybe just back a level and it can certainly be a good winning chance there, Alexa. And then to round it up, uh, over in WA in Ascot, three horses I'm happy to black book from that meeting. Firstly, race three, spin the knife. Um, it was a very impressive win for a two-year-old. Um, drew wide, had to work across on a hot tempo and sit outside the leader. You know, they really strung out the field there in the straight. The leader dropped away and this horse, spin the knife, got challenged by a runner behind and got headed. But in the last hundred, I really liked the way this horse fought back to get the head down and win. Um, so I thought that was a super win by a two-year-old there, spin the knife. Um, and in race six, 
Sir Mambo, it had a very tough running transit. It was four and five wide throughout in the straight, worked well to the line, finishing third, beating 1.3 lengths. Um, it will be third up next start and has had two starts third up for two seconds. Um, and last prep when third up was actually second to showmanship, only beaten half a length. So it's got some good third up form. So be keen to follow it and out of the same race. This is horse, he's a back marker. So we'll need to get some decent odds if, if I was to play. And that was mastering. Um, it just had no luck in the straight. Only got clear the last 50 metres really and hit the line well. Um, so if it goes up some big odds there next start, I'll be keen to maybe have a small little dabble on it. So that covers racing there from around the country on the 13th of Feb. Um, hopefully if you are keen to sign up um, and visit hoagsmail.com.au um, and then I'll be keen to have a few involved for the upcoming Blue Diamond weekend.